Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Tell me everything with Lance <laughs> is brought to you by Manscaped. Roses are red, violets are blue, and Manscaped has it for you. Guys, Valentine's Day is coming up. And we just know just and we have the gift to give you and that special someone for any and all occasions. This Valentine's Day, the V Day, it's time to gift him a gift that four million men worldwide use. Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. Use my exclusive offer for you. Go to manscaped.com and use code LANS20. That is L-A-N-Z or Z 20 for 20% off and free shipping. My fiance, I gifted him this for Christmas and he is raving about Manscaped. He can't stop using it. He can't stop loving it. He said it's the best, one of the best gifts. Let's be very honest. One of the best gifts I've ever given him. I highly, highly recommend Manscaped for your mans, for anyone, honestly, brother, man, husband, whatever it is, use manscaped enjoy my discount code guys bye hey everyone welcome back to tell me everything with Lance, episode 31 we are officially in our 30s y'all <laughs> it's a good day so i came across this next guest platform through a friend octopi is a cohort-based learning management platform that empowers next generation educators to create impactful learning experiences for lifelong learners equipping them with the skills needed to bridge the global skills gap. Emily Thomas Mansour is the founder and CEO of Octopi. As a woman entrepreneur, today we are going to discuss her journey, how the concept came about, and what being a woman entrepreneur in the region means today. Please welcome Emily to the show. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Uh, this has been a long time coming, so I'm super excited to have you on. Same. Um, just for our listeners to um, kind of get a background on you, who you are, how you end up in Dubai, um, can you kind of give a background where you used to live and kind of how you ended up in this uh, great city, Dubai? Wow, it's a long story. But, <laughs> it's uh, okay, we got time. That's why we're here. We got time. Yeah, so I'm originally French mm-hmm. from the Caribbean, so I'm not nice. even like the pure French yeah. uh, person and I've lived abroad almost all my life. Nice. Um, I spent almost 15 years in Lebanon, in Beirut. Ooh, and, yeah. <laughs> and five years ago, uh, we moved to Dubai with the family and uh, happy, happy to be here. Happy, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I did some LinkedIn stalking and <laughs> found out you were, and, and right now we just had a bit of a conversation, but found out you did a double major in dan- contemporary dance and engineering. Yes. How did that come about? And then for you to kind of switch to the tech industry? Oh, wow. Okay. It's another long story. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a a lot of milestones I probably missed in that, but kind of how was that transition and that journey that, because I feel like if you have an engineering slash uh, dance mind to kind of then flip to tech, I mean, that's a huge transition. So kind of how did that come about? Yeah. So I, you know, at that time when I was at school, you Mm -hmm. needed to follow a certain path. Yeah. Uh, and when, when you were a good student, you needed to do math and science and all of these things, mm-hmm. which I was happy to do, but I didn't know anything else. I okay. was also um, interested in dance. And obviously, everybody was telling me to do some engineering studies. So I went to engineering school and I had the chance to find this school in France, mm-hmm. allowing students with an art background to also have a 
professional track on uh, in in arts. Mm -hmm. So I choose the the contemporary dance one. So I I, I could. Were you a dancer when you were younger? Mm. Like, was it something that was I mean, interested like, in you? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was interested in dancing, okay. but I was not. You know, like it was. Yeah, it was one of my hobbies, and yeah. I used to to go every week, several times a week to to okay, the so dance class. Okay, so it was like class. embedded in exactly. your blood a little. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. But I also was interested in arts, in literature, in a lot of things, in history. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wanted to study when I was 15. I wanted to study uh, film. And, oh, wow. and documentary yeah. uh, and all of these things. And my parents were like, no, you know, you, you cannot do that. <laughs> you could do that on the side, but yeah. actually it doesn't work like that. So, yeah. um, so I did engineering with the dance track. I graduated. I Once I got my, my diploma, I said, okay, now it's my time to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to travel. I wanted to go back into writing. So I... When I was in Spain, I um, I studied uh, lit, um, literary journalism, mm-hmm. and then I ended up with my backpack in Beirut. Backpack in Beirut. That's a great yeah. title for a book, by the way, or even a song. Maybe rap album. <laughs> backpack in Beirut. Exactly. And I so I actually met Beirut through my partner mm-hmm. who is today uh, the father of my, of my kids and still my partner mm-hmm. and even my partner in this adventure at Octopi mm-hmm. um, and I fell in love with Beirut uh, there so I was working as a journalist there and then in publishing uh, I wrote my first book uh, wow. in, in, in Beirut yeah. and at at some point, um, I'm a lifelong learner. Yeah, it's always been something. I want to discover new things. I want to follow some path that I think I, you know, when the, when it's the moment, you have to do it. You know, For you sure. don't need to wait too much. Or, uh, and I don't believe in one career or one path. Mm-hmm. Or, and more and more, I guess, especially this new generation, yeah. this is what we will have to do, uh, because we want to, but also because the world the world is like that. So. I actually did that all my life. I'm still a learner. I learn every day. I mm-hmm. don't think, you know, learning should be separated from life. For yeah. me, it's the same thing. Life is learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, when we speak about education, yeah. you have this separation between, you know, schooling and, le- and, and life. And that's one of the big problems, but maybe we can talk about that later. Yeah. To, bog- to go back to... Um, my background so then at, at some point I really wanted to go deeper into my experience of the ur- urban landscape in in Beirut and I discovered the women writers in Lebanon mm-hmm. during the war and when I was reading these books I was finally understanding what I was feeling and what I was looking for I was looking for something I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. exactly but I was feeling it in my body so I decided to do a PhD studying these women um, and as well to put them on the front line because, you know, it's important even for the history and all of uh, this issue in Lebanon. Uh, And at the same time, because it was a very, um, it was a physical experience of Mm -hmm. the city, I went back to dance at the same time. So I met with amazing dancers yeah. and artists in Lebanon. So I had the chance to work with Makamat Dance Theatre and with Ali Shahrour. I don't know if you know him, but yes. he's one of the yeah. most inspiring um, dancer, choreographer, artists today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm very grateful for meeting him and, and, and working with him. And because as well, and it's connected, I think it's connected to what I do today, is that when you meet these people who really believe in what they do, yeah, uh, and they don't rely on reproducing things that are done in the West, for example, mm -hmm. but really believe in something that is homegrown and and go on in, in, in that direction. I mean, also, I think yeah. from, a, from your platform perspective, I believe that you'd be attracting teachers and instructors who are passionate, like exactly. these instructors you met in Beirut that are, exactly. are passionate. So exactly. I can see kind of how that correlation is as well. To exactly. have, I know, sorry, that was a bit of an yeah. uh, off, off um, topic, but I no, can no, see how, yeah, how that's inspiring for you to see Octopi as, wow, I've met all these amazing instructors and teachers. Why don't I create a platform for it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I can see that connection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I was doing my PhD, I was teaching as well. So I was okay. teaching in high school and I was... Uh, doing project with uh, AUB, mm -hmm. the American University of Beirut. And um, I, I got to really go back to what is schooling. Okay. And the frustration oh God, that's of hard. educators <laughs> and the frustration so of the students. Yeah. And at the same time, I became a mom as well. So I got to, you know, start thinking about how do I want my children to leave this education yeah. and and because I think there is no disconnection between life and learning and schooling mm -hmm. is disconnecting them yeah. unfortunately yeah. Uh, we had to do something at least for my kids so it started like that like mm -hmm. really how can I do myself as an educator so with AUB I, I, I really took the students outside of the classroom I took them to walk in the city and experience the text so I was introducing the woman writer in Lebanon for these uh, students, but not in a regular classroom. classroom. Well, I think it's interesting because, for, for example, I was never a learner that could just sit in a classroom, listen to an instructor, a teacher, and like write down notes. I would not retain any information. Exactly. I would have to be active. I would have to be experienced. I'd have to either be talking about it, discussing it with someone. And I think... I think now, I don't know, I don't have kids and I'm 28, but I think now we're kind of shifting into the direction where it's not just the SAT type of prepping when you go to college. We're talking about different types of avenues to learn, to teach. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's good because yeah, now we have sure. more alternatives. Exactly. And actually, we as human species, as hunter-gatherer yeah. for millions of years... We learn, like you said, yeah. while moving, while, while doing things, while experiencing with people. Mm -hmm. We always have this, like, it takes a, a village to raise a kid. Yes. That's true. Yeah. You, you need, you know, people around you to learn. So, and, it's, and learning is not disconnected from, from life. Yeah. And so I saw this opportunity with technology mm -hmm. because we also live in a world where we have this new generation of learners. Oh, yes. When I say that, it's not only the young people. Yeah. It's even us. Yeah, yeah, the for sure. The way we consume technology, internet. Um, we need new avenues to, to learn. Mm -hmm. So, And educators today are not equipped to answer that need. So I was thinking, how can I help educators? How can I empower educators? How can I equip them? to be digitally relevant mm -hmm. to this new generation of learners. And that means that um, you need 
you need to be equipped in mm-hmm. the right way, but you need flexibility as well. Yeah. Because you will have learners in front of you that need different journeys. Yeah. That need to learn different subjects, that need that have different interests, mm-hmm. different uh, type of intelligence. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone has a potential and you have amazing people out there who are ready to share uh to share knowledge, to share experience, to guide, you know, it's not anymore about the teacher uh, in front of, you know, 30 people teaching the same thing at the same time. It's about creating this relationship with your learners and helping them grow as well as helping yourself grow as as an educator. So we're not anymore in this hierarchical uh, way of teaching. It's definitely shifted. Yeah. It's definitely shifted as as technology. So... I think technology has a huge part of Octopede has a huge part. So how did you take all these experiences and actually like put them on a platform? <laughs> like, like where you have to get funding? Did you move here? and was like, this is the place I want to do it in. Like how, how yeah. did that kind of technical process come about? Yeah. So, so Dubai is amazing for that. Yeah. When you have an idea and you have like amazing ecosystem mm-hmm. to bring these ideas into something that is working um so my partner is also uh, in technology and with our discussions um we really you know um shaped the way we would take this idea from an idea Mm -hmm. to a real platform um and i'm not alone in this adventure i have an amazing team of people and they are all better than me in what they do Mm -hmm. and i think this is the key as well and to understanding um, each part of what makes Octopi what it is today yeah. to work. Uh, I'm just here to um, help them achieve their goals if they need to. Uh, I learn a lot from them. Um, and, and yeah, so we, we did a lot of interviews with educators mm-hmm. uh, from the K-12 um, sector to tutoring to uh, coaches. Could be a yoga coach. Wow, be, um, yeah. Personal development, this is a big thing now. Life coaching yes, type of track, exactly. yeah, huge so, thing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and with also with institutions, so in, like educational institutions, see what, what are their needs in terms mm-hmm. of technology. So we really um, took the problem not as a content problem. You have so much content I think we are overloaded exactly. with content on a daily exactly. basis. So we took the problem from like how can we equip educators so they can feel empowered yeah. they can feel free to um, design their learning journey with their students um, how can they be accountable mm-hmm. so when you give more freedom you also give them more responsibility I was say responsibility but then. if you don't have any responsibility you don't necessarily grow or you don't necessarily achieve what, yeah. what you're doing so for example in the very traditional way of education yeah. or schools in a way everybody is passive the student this is, is very passive. true the the teacher the educator is passive because he's following something that has been decided somewhere you know but to be honest when i look back when i when i look back at like my high school middle school elementary school i was not the best student i had tutors all throughout my years but then when i got to college and i actually was able to decide for myself no, I want to be a journalist, fashion media, ma- double majors, whatever, advertising. 
minor, like that is when I was like, oh, okay, like I'm actually interested in this. So I can see how maybe someone coming onto Octopi and coming onto the platform being like, I want to learn Arabic. My Arabic sucks, so maybe I'll be coming on soon for that. <laughs> but like, I want to learn Arabic. Like them themselves are deciding they want to learn this skill. Exactly. So therefore, I think the accountability is, I think, alleviated a bit because they're, you know what I mean? They're taking accountability that they want to learn this new language. Exactly. So I think you're then attracting more lifelong learners, like you say. Exactly. Than more than just the passive students that you see in school. Exactly, exactly. And and on the on the educator side as well so on the get educator side i believe that if you give you know more space yeah to explore things as well to grow as an educator to try things and it's okay if you fail you know fail yeah, is, yeah. failing is learning uh, but you have a, a space a workspace uh, that is flexible enough for you to try these things you get better and yeah. when you get better you attract more learners and you can really become an entrepreneur, or you can really grow in whatever, you know, um, thing you wanna you wanna teach. Did you have like a cohort of like instructors or teachers that were the first ones to join the platform? Yeah. Like, do yeah. you have like a select few? Yeah, yeah, we have what that. W- what was your like pitch to them? I guess, like, how were you kind of like? You need to get on Octopi. It's gonna do this. That, like, w- was there a pitch, or did you kind of just approach teachers that you already knew of? So we definitely approached teacher that we knew of. Okay, um, like had connections yeah. too. Yeah, and, yeah. and I've, I, as I was saying, any type of teachers. Okay. But we could feel that those who really sticked and uh, they, they had the same idea of what would be the, the future of education. Okay. And we say future of education, it's, it's too broad. Yeah. It, future of education is happening now. So yes. you, need, you need solutions now. Um, and they really liked the way um, we were thinking because they felt uh, heard. And they felt heard. Yeah. So how do you think, why do you think that is, that they felt heard maybe through this platform and not others or other mm. environments? Yeah, so other traditional environments, uh, they, they were more passive into, yeah. you know, finishing a curriculum or... Um, or using technology, not being able to build something that, you know, they were like taken into a, a specific structure mm-hmm. where they were not really able to have an impact on their students. So if you take, for example, the MOOC model where you create content, you create courses, and then it's a one-way transaction. Yeah. You sell your course. There is no interaction with the students. Yeah, student. that's true. Yeah. Um, but you cannot learn if you don't have this interaction. And that's why when you're on the student mm-hmm. seat and you, you enroll in a, mock, uh, in a MOOC class, you don't finish it. And we true. have like so many <laughs> subscription and yeah. so many classes we enroll to and we read the first two chapters or we, we watch the first two videos and, and then like, we stop. You're just engaged because exactly. you're, not, you're not talking to someone. There's no uh, exactly. human interaction. It's just, I mean, yeah, when I was yeah. trying to take my... Uh, GMAT oh my god disaster I like paid all this money and I was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna read it I'm gonna finish the book and it was like a video tutorial thing got the first like three videos yeah, yeah. I was like I'll just take the test now because I wasn't interacting with anyone exactly. it was just you myself need, you need the guide you need the mentor you need yeah. the, the person who will also help you because yeah. even if you have a certain content uh, maybe you need, maybe you're stuck somewhere yeah. and you don't understand why, but when you have like someone coming from, you know, outside yeah. and understanding the way 
the way you learn or mm -hmm. what's art, what, what makes you, you know, um, thrive. Yeah. Um, it will get easier because it will give you the right advices or the right way to learn something and then you will continue and yeah. you will be the cheerleader as well yeah like, of course you know and this is the place of an educator and any passionate committed educator understands that and even those who, who, who don't know that um, they will get to that point where when you want to grow even when you want to scale I, I say grow so you grow on a professional or personal perspective but also grow on a business or financial mm -hmm. perspective you need to bring value to your to your learners yeah. or students so and the only way you can do that is really being committed really having this flexibility of adapting to what the student needs uh, this uh, it's being you know we what we want to do at Octopi is to enable educators and students so they can really you know create this thing and it's very organic yeah um, I mean it no is I've been on the platform it's extremely organic I mean you're the one kind of saying I want to learn this and I, I don't know what it is from a teacher's perspective but I'm assuming it's the same flexibility same easiness exactly of saying like I can teach this and <laughs> yeah. sign up <laughs> exactly so you can really create your your proposition yeah and then uh, the good thing is that we connected that to analytics and data Yeah. Data is extremely important to understand what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. So as an educator, you receive data as well on um, the student progression, on the learning perspective, but also in engagement, how the student is engaged with a certain type of content that mm -hmm. you're bringing uh, or a certain type of commitment. If you know, you're like interacting a lot or not with your student, you as an educator, you can Um, be totally offline and using Octopi. Yeah, you can be totally online, or you can do uh, something that is blended. We have an integration with Zoom. We are the first uh, edtech company in the MENA region with this integration with Zoom. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. So, so you will be able as an educator to see the impact on life. As yeah. Well. And maybe you will realize that you don't need to have these one-hour, two-hour lectures. Uh, yeah. when you have an attention span of your cohort that is 20 minutes. Yeah. And then you can organize your time And differently. you can adapt to that as well. Exactly. And then you can scale as well because if you don't need an hour, you need only 20 minutes with a certain cohort, you can have more 20 yeah. minutes. And so it's also about, you know, scaling your proposition as an educator. Um, were there any, taking a step back to like the business aspect of it, was there any a time during your process of getting Octopi off its feet that you doubted yourself and you were kind of like, what the hell am I doing? Many times. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, not just once, many times. Can yeah, you kind of, of give me an example? Because I think um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs, men entrepreneurs, mostly women, that listen to this podcast and I, I bring a lot of entrepreneurs on and founders and people who are looking to start their own business, whatever it might be, and they say, yeah, I've doubted myself. I think it helps to discuss these things so it doesn't look per picture perfect. Oh, look, I've made this incredible platform. Yeah, it was easy. No, we should talk about the real stuff and how hard it was in personally, uh, professionally, mentally, physically. So was there ever a breaking point where you were like, I can't do this anymore? Actually, no, this is what the purpose of this is. I want to inspire and like kind of went full out for it. Yeah, I, I've... I've 
been doubting a lot of time and it's okay I think it's yeah. important to doubt yeah. because you always need to adapt as well to what's what's coming and this is the the nice part about entrepreneurs mm -hmm. is that there is a lot of doubt and I think this is healthy um, as a woman specifically uh, I've struggled with what we call the balance between yeah, work and life yeah. there is no balance there is a flow <laughs> there is no balance exactly. I'm still trying to figure it out as someone who doesn't even have kids yeah, there's yeah. no balance but it's a flow yeah so if you see it as a flow like any flow sometimes it's quiet and nice yeah. and sometimes it's very difficult yeah uh, and that's okay as well. And that's okay that sometimes certain things take over uh, because it's never static. Yeah. Balance means that you have something static, but it's never static. And, and, and you really need to um, get to that point where yeah. you understand that this is impossible to reach perfection. This is impossible to reach balance. And yeah. that's something we have as women, I guess. We want this perfection. Of course. We want yeah. this balance. And... And you have all this imposter syndrome as well that I guess also with women uh, is very strong. I had that a lot. Um, I think I can do... I think I'm superwoman half the time. I'm like, I'm a full-time job, podcast, trying to plan a wedding, my friends, my family, working out, trying to get fit, da, da, da. Like, I feel like I can, I can do it all at the same time, but then at some point you're going to crash and burn. I mean, I, don't, I know I don't yeah. have the kids part yeah. yet, but some point, I think as women, we definitely feel like there is this perfection that we, I don't know if it's like that we feel pressured to attain to, that we feel like we can attain it. And of course, it's not the reality. One thing is, of course, when you put in and out like all the aspects of life, of course, one thing might, you know, fall a little at times and then go back up. But I think it's something that as women, we need to feel more comfortable with, that perfection doesn't exist. Exactly. I think I, I believe that. And and to go back to being an entrepreneur as well, I, I, I don't know if there is such a difference between women and men. Um, I mean, we, it's more difficult for women. <laughs> we, we agree on that. <laughs> I was like, uh, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm we kidding. We agree on that. But as individual, we go through, you know, phases. And, yeah. um, and that's why it's important to also... Uh, because we also live in a society where competition is the thing that where you have to succeed, it's where true. you have to uh, kill your competitor yeah. or, and for you to thrive. But I believe that if we go back to collaboration, to you know this teamwork, this that when you actually do something, you make the the whole thing grow. Yeah, you know it's not about killing the other person it's yeah. about growing together um and and having you know the purpose as well purpose is very important um like the personal purpose the family purpose when you have a family and work purpose as yeah. well so if you can nurture all of them doing something um there is it's it, it gets easier so yeah. um and and surrounding yourself with the good team yeah so and this is something and support system and support system yeah. and and again the good team i have an amazing team i didn't yeah. do that alone and i don't believe you can do things alone uh, i've tried it, it doesn't yeah, work it doesn't work <laughs> and because we don't know everything of course you know? yeah and uh, you have people who know more and the idea is to bring these people together, to find these people, bring them together and help them grow as well. Yeah. Give them space to grow and not being, you know, this 
you know, I want this, that, that, yeah. that, but giving them the flexibility as well to try things, to fail. Failure is okay. So what advice would you give to women entrepreneurs specifically who are like, I have an idea, like, where do I start? Like, how do I kind of get this off the ground? Uh, yeah, just, you know, like, focus on that idea. Mm -hmm. See if this idea is in line with your personal purpose or your family purpose. That's a very good point, have, by the way. Yeah. yeah, if you have a family to see. Because you don't want to reach a point where you feel that there is a disconnection between work, what yeah. you're doing, and your personal life. And passion. And passion. Yeah. So um, you, you need to see if this idea is really nurturing you as an individual. And if, if you are in a family, if this is nurturing the family and not, you know, destroying everything you've been building, because at some point it, it won't work. It won't. Will be a, it's uh, all like, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, so think about this idea, believe in this idea. So if this idea really resonates with all the parts of your life, uh, and this is what I like at Octopi because it resonates with me as an individual, with me as a mom. Um, so, and, and then try things. It's okay to fail. It's okay. And this is something as well as women. We, I mean, everyone, uh, we, we were raised in this, you know, you, failure is bad. Um, you need to get it perfect directly. Uh, and this is beautiful because technology is actually teaching you that. It's yeah. like the lean methodology of trying things, seeing the feedback, or the feedback is not good. This doesn't work. We yeah. have to change. We, we change. It's the same with an idea. It's the same with um, everything we do. It's about this flow of trying things, being okay with failure. Failure is learning. Mm -hmm. um, surrounding yourself with the right people as well this is the most difficult part yeah um, but when you find these people um, also trying to to make it work as a team and not necessarily as an ego thing between yeah, yeah. people so uh, and as an entrepreneur as the person with the idea you're like the cement not cement because it's not static but you're like this element that keeping everybody together uh, and, and you grow at the same time. So keeping that in mind that you cannot do it alone. You need a support system. You need to be surrounded with good people. Uh, and you, uh, you need to trust yeah. the process as well. Um, it's okay to take it slow. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what are, just to end off, what are the future plans of Octopi? Where do you see 2022, the year what do you what is the platform is it going to change do you see growth what is kind of the future that you see for 2022 yeah, so yes we definitely see growth yeah uh, because uh i think we're super relevant i think educators need to be digitally equipped digitally relevant with this new generation of learners and we're seeing that today more and more um i see growth i see we have a big roadmap in terms of product mm -hmm. we're always evolving we are uh, breathing uh, feedback. So we are really close to our users. Mm -hmm. We listen to this feedback and we change anything that needs to be changed very quickly. We also are, we will also work on the analytics and AI part where we will bring more 
more ways to help educators. We don't want to replace the educator yeah. because usually when you talk about AI... I know, they're going to freak out and say, exactly, are robots going to be... Robots and all <laughs> yeah, of these yeah. things. This is not the case. Actually, yeah. AI and machine learning, it's something that can, if used in, in a good way... There's a value to it. Exactly. A million percent. Exactly. Yeah. So, And this is how we want to build that. And we cannot build that without the feedback of, of the course. educator. So of for me, the educators and the learner, they are key to to how we grow yeah. as, as Octopi because they will tell us they will tell us how you know what to change and, and the sense and, of, yeah yeah exactly. yeah I think it's yeah. important to know that yeah. too where can people find Octopi where can they google it where, what's your website so it's octopi.ai very easy to find yes. uh, you can google it Octopi with a K yes uh, and uh, yeah if they, could, they could browse the website we're on social media as well they can follow us uh, on Instagram, TikTok, um, yes, LinkedIn. TikTok, <laughs> TikTok is, is an amazing platform, it is amazing by platform. the way. A lot of learners yes. are on TikTok. Um, it's very relevant to the way people learn today. Definitely. With like short format videos, something entertaining. Uh, so we have a, we have a very, uh, very good TikTok channel. Yay. Uh, and on YouTube for yeah. tutorials and, and talks and things like that. We organize also uh, workshops and webinars for educators, uh, but also for parents or learners, depending on the subjects. Awesome. Well, I'll put everything in my show notes as well so everyone can click the links. Guys, thank you so much. And Emily, thank thank you you so much much for coming on today. Guys, don't forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm on all podcasting platforms. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.